Hey everybody, welcome to Girlfriend Conversations. Get it, GFC, Girlfriends Conversation. So this is a very special episode um, today. We just felt like we should all come together and talk about all of the just unjust that's going on. So you know it's a special episode because we all came together um, during the week. So um, let's introduce ourselves. Um, Corinda, Shay, which one of y'all want to go first? Chantel, aka Nina Simone. Okay then, this is Aja, 80's Dom. This is Masu, and I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm Corinda, sometimes point easy. And I'm Tierra, aka Black Panther, aka hmm, Paralegal Paula. So, since all of this stuff has been going on, just we're going to talk about not just necessarily what's going on in at the, you know, government level, but also with our local government about how we need to vote and just how we need to have unity. So um, I'm going to give Matu the floor because she's got a lot to say. She wants the floor. She wants the roof. She wants the kitchen sink. So let's go ahead and start it off, Matu. All right, so um, this is kind of heavy for me. Um, you know, I tell my friends all the time, um, don't ever let them Sandra Bland me. And what I mean by that, like sometimes I know that my voice can be kind of like powerful. And I've been in situations where it can, you know, get me in trouble. So I always tell them in the event that I'm even at a minor traffic stop or just wherever, if anything ever happens to me when it comes to the police, I did not commit suicide. Do not let them Sandra Bland me. So with the with the the tone of the world today, and what happened with George Floyd was like pure, straight up disgusting to me as a black woman, as a human being. Period, and as an American citizen. Um, I have my mixed emotions and they go deeper than what happened to George Floyd. They go back for me to just how America views us as a people, period. You know, um, I feel that they do fear us, not fear us for as a criminal aspect, but they fear us. When they see us, they see power. When they see us, they see royalty. Because if you go back to our history and our lineage, it goes back 400 plus years. You know, we pretty much taught them everything that they know. They took our doctors, our engineers, our lawyers, our scholars, and they brought them over here. We built this country off our backs, and we've been treated as if we were shit ever since. You know, so it kind of like discusses me when you hear people, oh, all lives matter. Mm. No, 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 no. Our life our lives matter. When I say our, I mean black people. They never cared. Um, I know you guys have seen me on Facebook posts preaching about voting. At this, I'm at a state of unrest because it's like we vote, but then what? What are we voting for? The Constitution was built and written, not even considering us to be a human being in this country. So, and when they talk about change, we vote to change. What are we going to change? Are we going to change this 100 plus year, whatever? Don't we just start at the local level. This this doctrine, though? Like, are you going to change this this 
this document itself, the Constitution, when there's passages in there that clearly define that because I'm an African-American person, I'm not even considered a whole human being. These lands or these laws were not built for people that look like you and I. They weren't. So what change is really going to come? What change is going to come? I mean, we can start. We can start. What do you suggest? I suggest we continue to do what we're doing now. We, we march. We use our voice. We rise up. But in the interim, we still do have to go to the local elections and vote. We have to vote for our mayors, our city councilmen. It doesn't just stop there. We need to vote for the judges, the district attorneys, mm -hmm. those people too, because they have an impact in our community. At the end of the day, fuck the president. That what the president does on that national level doesn't affect me as much as what Vi Lyles, for example, is Vi doing. Lies is doing here in Charlotte. Vi Lyles. You understand what I'm saying? It's 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 bigger than the president, you know. And they teach you, lives. they teach you, president, president, president. But we're we're forty, and our audience is what twenty five to forty four ish. We should know as citizens, taxpaying citizens, that it's important to do these things and do your civic duty on the local level. That's because where it's going to have a bigger right. impact. That's what, you, that's what our people march for, is the right to vote. So use it, especially at the local level. I can go on especially and on and level. on, but I do want to say this. But Val Lyles was saying for all those critics, oh, it's in your neighborhood. Oh, it's on Betty's Ford. When did the city of Charlotte begin to give a fuck about Betty's Ford Road? When? When it was on TV. When they began they to lose. gentrify. When they began to gentrify Betty's Ford, that's when it became important. Have you seen all the refacing that's being done on Betis Ford in that area? No, Prior so, no, it's not any done in that area. You got the top end that's Trade Street. It's coming down through there, though. It's eventually going to get to Betis Ford. Yeah, but the money that, that they've set aside is not for Betis Ford Road. That money is for South Charlotte. That money is for East Charlotte, especially with the soccer coming. It's ridiculous. Don't tell me don't burn on my community when you don't give a fuck about my community. That's what I'm saying. You don't care about it. You don't. You don't put in schools. You don't reface it. You don't even give these people a decent grocery store to go to. You worried about food line. Food line's gone. But why is there that it's the next food line is miles away? Because it's away. a food desert. That's, a food, that's considered, the west side is considered a food desert. You have Food Lion on Betis Ford, and then you don't have another grocery store until what? Sunset? Sunset. Yeah. And then, then another you, one. And it's a food line. And then you got Harris Teeters that's downtown. And that's especially, um, that, that Harris Teeters is not for us. I've been in there plenty of times, and I don't like the way that I'm treated, so I don't. I don't spend my money at that particular. I don't spend my money at that particular store. But what else do you have on base for? You have Food Lion. You have a Chinese restaurant. You have a hair store. You have Family Dollar, Car Wash, Meat Market, and Bank of America, and of course a McDonald's and a Burger, and a Burger King. King. And what else? That's, That's it. Because once you go down the street, yeah, down the street. That's what the bread. gas station. And that's it. So, it's really nothing on Facebook. What we need to do is start holding these councilmen 
and council women that we put, that we vote and we put in office accountable, start going to these town hall meetings. And when you go into those town hall meetings, I want to, I particularly will go in there and I'll ask eight questions, nine, 10 questions to the point where they won't talk to me, ask me any more questions. And then I'll go to them at the end and have some more questions. I need your email. I need a phone number. I need all of that because I need you to do what you're supposed to do. You wanted my vote. You got my vote. Now do what it is you're supposed to do. But then we do also have to change the narrative that just because, oh, this is a black person voting, then they automatically get my vote. Definitely not. Because we have to do our research. We can't be ignorant. Yes. We can't be ignorant. It doesn't take that long to read a pamphlet while you in while you're in in line to vote. But do your research prior to. You know, we know when the Jordans come out before they come out. We already got how we're going to get them. We're going to hook us up with them and everything like that. Let's put that same energy into things that is nature. Because you got these school bonds. You got schools popping up everywhere. And West Charlotte Senior High is horrible. And it's horrible. Right. I don't even what's what's the little elementary school on down the south? University. University Park. University Park. Horrible. Why? Our kids feed into these schools. I have a daughter who goes to West Charlotte. People used to ask me, why do you, why are you sending her to West Charlotte? Why are you sending her to West Charlotte? Well, I sent her to West Charlotte because it's a tier one school. Right? And so when they when they see little kids in these little black little ghetto neighborhoods, oh they poor, they poor. So these other entities like Apple and, and IBM pour money into them. So they afford them these different amenities where they all can have Chromebooks. They all can have this state-of-the-art, you know, science lab and things of that nature. So I put her in there for the amenities. Yes, in the IB you program. Take, you take advantage of those. I have to. Everybody doesn't take, that's the thing, everybody doesn't take advantage of those. Everybody's parent, some parents don't care and that's the thing, we can't make them care. But it's we have to do something. We have to bring the community. It's something we have to do so that we can help the kids. School got to be fun again. They don't have nothing to do. When I was in high school, we went from one sport to the next sport to the next sport to the next sport. Sports, you got to pay for it. That's, why? That's the why? thing. You got to pay for it. That's why. Well, not even that. Not the same as they once were before. Booster clubs are at the nicer schools and they get all of those. Of course. Not even but, that. When we were in middle school, <clears throat> we didn't have to worry about transportation. There were activity buses that took you mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what sport it was. I went home for track. I got taken home from basketball. And my parents don't have to worry about that so they can work, knowing that when they get home or when I get there, I'm going to get there. I don't have to worry about how they're going to get from work to come pick me up, to do this, to do that. They didn't have to pay for sports. You didn't have to pay for your uniforms. You didn't have to. It's always money. Okay, so then we need to vote about vote about the Board of Education. That we need too, to do our do research. Do we not have a North Carolina um, lottery? Where the freak all that money going to? Huh? <laughs> Where's all that money going to? There's a lot of stuff that they say that they're going to do in schools and we never Do you understand? Where's that money going to? You, you, as a, as a city, you wanted that to come. You wanted that to come in here, even with them gambling houses, them little, what's them slot machine places. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much the city taxes them people to own and operate? You know how much money those things bring in? Where's that money going? It's being allotted somewhere else. But it's under what umbrella? It's being, I don't, we don't, we got to do the research. It's being allotted somewhere else. It's not going to the schools. It's 
crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I did a Vice special about this. Y'all check it out tonight at 11 on Vice News. But it, it talks about I'm this like, right you here. slid that Sorry. in that promo. <laughs> okay. But it speaks to this just, it speaks to this right here, this this school issue. I have a daughter who goes to West Charlotte. She's a rising junior. And I also have a daughter that I send all the way to the quote unquote white side of the, the town. She goes to Mines Park Traditional. That's, that's a difficult thing for me to do as a parent. It's hard, it's kind of like a catch 22. You know, while one's child is, is around her, her people, you understand? I have another child who's in a school that's that many black people, but the amenities and the resources that she has, like she's learning yoga, she, she knows chess. You know, at the eight at eight years old, she can be the grown person in a chess game. Like, well, why do I have to send her halfway across town, and she got to get up four hours earlier just to get there and be on bus on the bus every day? I, my baby gets up at what six thirty. I don't see her some days until seven o'clock. Why? For her to have a better education, she should be able to go literally around the corner. But we getting off topic. We need to get back on this racial stuff that's going on. Currently, you want to talk about your own experience? Because you went through this both in 2016 with Walter Scott and you were kind of out there with George Floyd. Tell us your experience. Um with the Keith Lamont. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it Keith Lamont? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, when I said, what am I? I don't know. He is somebody else who died, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, was it 2016? We went downtown with one of my friends. He went down there with an All Lives Matter sign. So, I was kind of in the back. He was in the front front line of the police or whatever. Why they bombing people? I'm running or whatever. So, I think this time with the George Floyd, me actually seeing the video of it. it was, yeah, like you said, it was very disgusting. Like, see this man, like, literally die in front of your face or whatever. So, we went to go protest, what was it, Monday? Yeah. <laughs> we went to go protest Monday. So, it was my first time protesting for this year, for this particular protest. My friend that I said was protesting with me in 2016, his, his view changed because now he's like Black Lives Matter and if the police is holding up sign white privilege, it only matters when he, what did he say only matters when it's white privilege. Mm -hmm. Life only matters when it's white privilege. Or something he said. But um, but this point says it was pretty peaceful or whatever. It was a lot of others out there. It wasn't a lot of us at this particular one. People were saying like why we at first people was like why y'all wasn't um protesting in the, the nice neighborhoods. Well we was we was in Dilworth and Freedom Park. If anybody's ever been over there, that's where the, the doctors, the lawyers, that's the athletes. Old money. That's money. Right. money, right. So we just protesting or whatever. Those those older white people, they were out there like handing out water or whatever. They, it was a lot of it was a lot of young the, the younger generation as well. But I wish more of us had been out there. But but one thing I do want to say about this, what kind of what I kind of thought about again was when my, my cousin, he's in the Marines, and one year for New Year's Eve, we, he came here. We was at Founders Hall, and the waitress, she was white, she lost his debit card. That's a whole bunch of people at this at this party or whatever. So we in the VIP. She takes his um, she takes his card but doesn't bring it back. So you know he's upset. He's from out of town. It's his card that he needs right now, or whatever. So um 
And she's like, she just has this nonchalant attitude. Like, well, I don't have it. Like, what do you want me to do about it? So he's, you know, he's getting pretty upset. So it kind of escalates or whatever to where the police are coming. But the thing about it, they treating him like he was a dang on problem. And he's a decorated right. soldier. Right. So that night was just crazy in itself. So that was a long night. Yeah. Very... Luckily, no one went to jail. But they just treat—they just really treated him so unfairly. They did. It was like, like you said, it's all of these people here. Then we're in VIP, and there weren't even a lot of people in the VIP. Right, right. Like, come back so to us. We had a why would you table. bring somebody their car back? So he's, you know, of course, expressing his concerns. And it was just kind of like it wasn't a big deal. And he and wasn't nasty. He with wasn't. The lady. He wasn't. But it was just like, okay, so now we got to call people over there because you don't like the fact that I'm questioning you about my car, my money, my business. I'm from out of town. Everyone uses debit cards at most places you go to now. If you don't have a debit card, you don't have anything. But that turned into something way bigger than it had to be, all because you didn't bring me my card. And then I think for him, like he felt like I'm fighting, like I, cause I think he had just came back from Afghanistan or uh, Iraq, one of them. He feel like, you know, I'm out here fighting for my country. Y'all got, I'm down on my knees. You got me almost handcuffed. Like, why are you treating me like this? And it's your fault though. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm just kind of like sick of it. Like Corinda mentioned about the younger generation. I'm going on the record. It's time for a revolution. It's time to fight. Like it's being televised. I'm not my, I'm not my, I'm not my ancestors. I'm tired. You know, like white privilege is passed on from generations to generations to generations. Where do you think that anger goes? The anger is passed right. down. And I am tired. I am tired of seeing our black brothers and sisters being killed by people who we pay to protect us. They have another set of laws that allow them to do this bullshit. There's no reason why just today, this happened what last Tuesday, just today the other three people are being charged. And there's just a aiding and abetting. If I go shoot my boyfriend, and he dies, and Tierra, Chantel, and Agent Corinna are with me. They all going they down all with going me. Down. So it's yeah, no, it's no different because you have a badge. You at anything, you should be held to the highest standard. It ain't even about that. It's just that our rules when it comes to us is always different. Like the lady in Florida, she was shot dude for self defense. They locked her ass up for self defense. But then you get somebody, the whole kid goes missing. We all know, you know what happened to this little girl. And you get a slap on the wrist, if even that. It's like the rules apply when you want them to apply. They always seem to apply when it's someone that looks like me. And it goes well, back to the rules wasn't even designed for us. Well, speaking of, we're going to talk about um, the Second Amendment and how the with the I don't know if everybody saw where the second well uh, what is it? Isn't it, it suspended? Well, something? this is the thing about it. It's an old rule, so this is the thing about the Second Amendment when it comes to protests, demonstrations, parades. So you cannot have your gun. You can't walk around with it. You can't be a spectator. You can't. You can't have it. And so what happened was when the whole, they went up to the state house and they was walking around with their guns and all that kind of stuff. Those people weren't arrested again because of their white privilege. And so when you get to this situation and everybody's out protesting and 
somebody was walking around with their, what is it, AR-15? They were arrested. And so the thing about it is they were told, the police were actually told to enforce this law when? Sunday? It was They were told to enforce it on Sunday? It wasn't enforced before, but now with this, because it's black people. Because it's black people. Now it's being enforced. So I was watching the new uh, chief of police do his, I guess it was he was doing something with the um, city council. So, you know, Chief Blackface, which is Kurt Putney. Kurt Putney. He's no longer the chief of police. He's getting ready to retire. There's a new police chief. I need to, I don't know. We need to get a name for him. But he is a... No tolerance, zero tolerance. I don't care if it's a grandma, she's 100 years old. I don't care if it's children, just like when the police were out there bombing and it was children out there and they did not care. But it's been a zero tolerance with him. And I think it's just because he has something to prove. But as far as the, you know, uh, your right to bear arms, there are loopholes and we all need to learn the the loopholes. Like there is a loophole that, you know, demonstrations, protests have to have a permit. So these particular protests that we've been doing don't have, a, there's no permit. So in a sense, you can carry, I'm not, I'm not telling nobody that they can carry a weapon. I'm just saying there are loopholes. And so those people were carrying their weapons up in Raleigh because they were saying, hey, it's not really a demonstration. You know, I'm just a spectator. And, you know, they don't have permits for these particular things. But when it comes to us, even if there are loopholes and we do say what those loopholes are, it does not matter because of the color of our skin. So we just, we just need to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I'm just telling you, you know, what it is. Y'all know what it is. I don't know. Do y'all have any suggestions? Because I don't. Fight. Because your president will get up there and just in his speech the other day, before he said he is the law and order president, he threw in Second Amendment. And you know, people get scared when you say people think that you're going to take away their guns. But That's the first thing they cling to. Right, but for him to throw it in there, you know, Second Amendment didn't have anything to do with the speech he, you know, had written, nothing, whatever it was he was talking about. He just threw it in there because he knows that people get scared. And not just, we don't get scared, but others get scared when, you know, it's threatened to take away your guns. I'll say fight. Take away their guns. And I'm gonna scream fight. And I'm gonna keep screaming fight. Because it's a sickening feeling in the gut of my stomach. It's sickening. It hurts. We have fathers. We have grandparents. We have uncles. We have brothers. We have nephews. We have sons out here. We have sons. We have children. We just have people. That's just stating men. We got aunts. We got sisters. We got mothers. We got daughters. We got nieces out here. And it's a shame that I don't know if when I walk outside my door, 
because I asked a cop what my rights are. He's going to feel threatened. Now I got to get out of my car. And if I ask. Blink wrong. I, I had that much. conversation with, with Layla the other day that it doesn't take anything these days. It, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it can be something and but because the world has made them feel like that that's their right and that we have none, and this is what continues to happen. The thing that, you know, aggravates me, like my two was saying is pretty much is that you don't know. It doesn't matter what I do, be it right or wrong. If on that day you feeling like they have this is what you want to do, it's what you're going to do. Well, you and mad at me somehow, because I got my rights. But somehow it's going to always come back that it was something that I could have done or didn't do that could have prevented me from having whatever actions that was done to me. It's always our reasoning. Oh, well, I shouldn't be sick. I shouldn't have underlying issues. So I died because I was supposed to die. Or, hey, maybe if I didn't tell you, hey, I'm putting my hands up, then I wouldn't have got, it's just always something. And that's what I don't think people understand. You understand it, you just choose to ignore it. You just choose to That's ignore. exactly why I put on my page today. Please don't come on my page. Please do not repeat the people about all lives matter because if that was the case, we wouldn't keep having the same conversation over and over again. We all have lives, but you don't care about mine. My daughter can go outside and I don't know if she's gonna come back. My nephews can go outside, my nieces can go outside. I don't know if they're gonna come back. And that's a fucked up feeling to have to not know that my child can't do something as simple as go to a mailbox. Something as simple as getting on the school bus or hell even getting to school. Because you got some of this trash teaching your kids, looking at your kids every day, wanting to label your kids just because just straight up out of hatred. Well, to piggyback off of that, when Keith Lamont Scott was killed, Oakland had an assembly and brought in two police officers. Nobody called anybody's parent, asked anybody was it okay. And the police officers came in and talked about what happened. But it wasn't from our perspective. It was from their perspective. And the thing about them was they went in and told this man had a gun charge and Gastonia had this, that, and that. Unnecessary information. Oh, irrelevant. No, no, oh, wait, no. no. It ain't even about the irrelevance. It's that Taylor came home and told me that there was an assembly about Keith Levant. And as a parent, you And as a that. parent that I didn't know about it. <clears throat> and the fact that they brought the police in to tell them he pretty much deserved it. That he deserved it. Oh, they heard. Oh, they heard from me. And I let them know. Nobody called me and asked me, was it okay? And then you give this story that you're feeding to the media, to the children. Give me the opportunity. That's why Taylor came back home and was like, Ma, they came in there and said that this man jumped on his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. They was doing all of that. And none of that matters. Ma it don't, it didn't matter. So that's why I was piggybacking off of what you said when they go to school or whoever teaches this, this rhetoric that doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's their belief. They just don't want us to exist. They don't want us to jog. They don't want us to smoke a cigarette. They don't want to us to, to sit in our own house and watch TV. They don't want us to, to sell loose cigarettes. 
They don't want us to be at the gas station pumping our music. They don't want me to walk out the street. We're getting married. Right. They don't want us to walk out the street and have a can of Arizona tea, which is nasty, and some Skittles. They don't want us to exist. Yeah, right there. And then the way that those people try to defend their foolishness. They don't want us to exist. And it kind of like just makes me think that. That burns me when they talk about the looting, oh, don't burn down this, don't burn down that. You know, it was a point in time where they call it the Black Wall Street. Yep. And we were successful. They and we were thriving. Them. And that bothered them so much. That's why I say they see power when they see us. But it just makes me wonder, where would we be in it as a culture, as a community, if that had not happened, if they what had not mean? burned down? Because I'm just saying, no, I know I'm saying, it would be so it, much hey, plethora because would. that would have spread it like wildfire to they other parts of, of the United States and it'd just be black communities everywhere. Yeah, they everywhere. wouldn't have anything. That's the problem. But like, you know, we was talking about the other day, the difference between now and then is people don't see black the way that black was looked at. You know, when black don't see black. And, you know, it didn't matter what your parents did or what your grandparents did, you were still black. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, you don't see my fight as your fight because you stay in Valentine. You stay in Lake Norman. You don't see the West Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, man, people, we gotta do better. At the end of the day, you're a black person. When they see you, you're black. We gonna pause right there and take a commercial break and come back and pick right up where Asia just left off far as they don't see us as being black. Okay, y'all, so we're back. So before we left, we were just discussing how um, sometimes, you know, black isn't always looked at, you know, in the same formality. And when I say that, I mean, sometimes even our own forget you know, what the struggles are. That you black. Well, let me stop yeah. you right there because just because we're both black don't mean we have the same uprising. That's true, but that's at the, the end of the day, black, my problem is still going to, but that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. That doesn't even matter. You don't because matter. again, when it, they it see might, you, they still going to yeah, be Yeah, I know you black. might still be black, but I'm saying coming we from might that not person, they same. might not know. Like, I might grow up around the whole, yeah, I might grow up around the whole different culture But everybody has a TV now. I'm talking about what you see right now and to think that oh that would never happen to me or that can't happen to me because I don't surround myself with this environment people do seem to think that it's just the environment that creates the issues that we go through and that's far from the truth and I'm not saying that your experience what you might have learned growing up doesn't shape you know who you are and what you know but at the end of the day when you turn on that tv they're not saying oh the guy from the hood got killed yeah they could have lived the other way, you just—I mean, they don't know. It's the same conversation I have with my daughter because majority of her friends are white, and I tell her, I said, if something go down, they're looking at you. You're not gonna be treated like the rest of them. I just want you to be prepared and know that something not Facts. will not work out in your favor, and mm-hmm. so you need Facts. to know that. And that's true. I had a um, I had a friend who I was dealing with, or what have you, and you know, he had a nice house out there in Harrisburg. And he would talk about his child all the time. And yeah, my child went to Johnny's house, and my little boy went to this little white boy house. And I'm like, well, what? Where's his? Where's, where's his black friends? friends? You know what I mean? Like you out there, and you got him going to all these white people. I'm like, but you know, like I'm from the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood. I grew up in Dalton Village. Okay, Dalton. 
Shut up. <laughs> I grew up in Dalton Village. What you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I spent some time in Greenville, okay, Greenville. and and Wonderwood. So I'm <laughs> West Side. Okay. But what my point to him was is that you can take him far out the hood as you want to. You can live in a half a million dollar house. At the end of the day, that is a black boy and what are you teaching and what are you teaching him as a black boy your money don't mean nothing and it irritates me to see our black men get to a higher level of success and because they're rubbing elbows with whitey because they're rubbing elbows with whitey they think they've made it you ain't made it you just got money. You can have the same resume. You can have the same resume as Whitey. Mm-hmm. But when it's all said and done, you guess have what? a better resume. You would say N word. And I don't like to say that word. Y'all hear me? I don't like to say N word. But she was an N word. You know what I'm saying? So we have to not just think that success equals white. You understand know what I'm saying? Success does not equal white. My, my value doesn't come from what the white man feels about me. If I my measure food, up to his standards. Right. Because the white man said so. Right. Our culture is so <clears throat> rich and so deep that everybody wants to have a piece of it. True story. You got these women out here wanting to... Wanting to... Um, wanting to, to have lips like us wants to have ass like us, our skin like us. They getting skin cancer because they just want to be so chocolate. They putting extensions in their hair. They listen to our music. They mimic our style, our dress. Oh, Khloe Kardashian said a fashion trend because she put some braids in her hair. Bitch, my people was doing braiding and cornrows and shit since <laughs> Africa. What are you talking about? You understand what I'm saying? Like, stop it. We as a people have to understand our own value and our own worth and recognize the power that lies within us. And don't let nobody take that away from us. So how do we do that? By instilling it in our in our girls? Our girls, our, our children, everybody that we talk to. We just can't forget our history, where we came from, and no matter how our kids grow up. And again, my kid being around a bunch of white kids, it's, what my parents did all the time, not just because we were black, but they want us to know who we are. We mm-hmm. Martin Luther King holiday was not about just being out of school. Um, they took us places. We learned things. It was an educational thing. And that's what we have to do with our kids. It cannot stop. Um, and some kids just don't get that it these days. Stop it's right. Right. <laughs> you know, but they don't even teach. Think about it. When we was in elementary school, even though it was just the black history month, we did stuff. They don't do you can't give it up to them now. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, look how slowly but surely they took those activities out. Like it was just the expected thing. But it's like now, I'm like, what did y'all do? Well, I'm looking, you know, right class. They don't really decorate bulletin boards. They don't do anything. It's just kind of the unsung story that I guess you know, but you don't know. So we're not going. Yeah, but we're gonna, yeah, gonna hear about Chris. Oh, thieving ass! We gonna hear about you. You know, Christopher Columbus, you definitely gonna hear that. Yeah, you're gonna talk about Nat Turner. No, we ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all worried about? But that's crazy. That's crazy. But you tell us about all that. President's Day come. We talking about all of that. But with my kids, I don't. I don't do that. We gonna talk about what I need you to know. 
Because if you don't get it from me, you're not going to get it from you. I remember the days when Black History Month and Roots came on, and that was the thing to do. That's what we watched as a family. Every, as a family. Mm -hmm. And we stayed up and we watched it. Okay. And we had something know, to talk about it. I've never seen it. either. Not in this entirety. I haven't I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never I was an adult living in my own home and it's on TV one. And I I'm can't like, deal. Gina and I can't make us watch yep. it. That's what it was. I can't and I was deal. mad sitting there the whole time. See, I can't. You know, because I'm too one of them. Like, I don't want to hear them Sambo stories no more. Da, 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 either. But at the same time, I deserve, my child deserves to know. My shit should come in. In her, in her struggle. Right. And it, like I said, it's not just about the slavery. I was having a conversation with Tierra today and telling her how I went to um, the National African American Museum or what have you. Indeed. And I suggest that know. anybody of color go visit that. And Not starts, just of color. Well, just, just I'm just talking about everybody. our black people. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people harp on the um, glitz and glamour of it, like with the, they got the mothership in there and they got Michael Jackson stuff, the mm. Whitney stuff. No. What kind of like resonated with me, and they'll tell y'all I can't stand museum touristy type shit. That's I'm just not that person. But when I went on that trip, it just left me with question marks, just wanting to know more and more and more about my culture. And it started like in the ground level, talking about how beautiful of African kings and queens we were again, power, how we ruled nations and stuff like that, like how we were scholars and educators and all of that. And it was just so rich and beautiful to see how we had beautiful jewelry and garments and stuff like that. Shut up. And Tierra's looking at me all funny. But, but why? Because <laughs> uh, I'm African. Shut up. But you've never seen that before. Is that where you get your fashion from? I'm just like, you know this. It's you know these things. It's in my blood. But I can't, but I don't want to start talking about religion, but I left out of there. I left out of there because I was just like, wow, we were this powerful of a people. Now we were. We are, are. We are. And somebody came in and just stripped us of everything all. that just made like us that. great. You know what I'm saying? This game, and I wish I had it with me. I wish I had it with me. Um, it's an African-American game in the end. We went through all of the different um, things that African Americans, as Black people, created. We have done so, so much. much that you would have no idea that, like, like just not the stuff that we learned in school, but there is so, so much, much so that I'm like, damn. Damn, we did that. I have something like that. that. I have some a little game. It's right like entertainment. It's a bunch of um, see. I have one for the conventions. Kids. It's all of this stuff. I wish I had it with me because we were going through it one day, and I just could not believe so much that we do that we operate in this world is because of us. I did a silent auction and won <laughs> some stuff. Well, did a silent auction, and you know, I bid it a whole bunch of money, but it was for the African American stuff from the um museum i got I got the book i've got all of that and i and i was so excited when i got it mm -hmm. and taylor was just like ma you spent all that money on that yes i did because it's about us and we're gonna sit and we're gonna read it and we're gonna play this game and you're gonna take this game to school <laughs> and you're gonna show your classmates and you're gonna give it to your teacher and y'all gonna do it so we are just some beautiful people i swear we are some beautiful people. But when y'all talk about roots, I just want to tell y'all this right quick. So I was telling my sugar, which is my granny, 
that I hadn't, you know, we talked about this a while ago about Roots. And she was saying that when Roots first came out, she worked at J.P. Stevens. And that was, it's down, that's uh, South Park where um, Fifth Third is. And she was the only black woman in there. And she was saying she watched Roots. And she said <laughs> it made her so mad she was going to work the next day. Oh, that's what it was. The being, next day. The next you day. You were mad. Being yeah. mean. With all your little rock white friends at school. Right. That's exactly she what it went was. to work and she said <laughs> she was being so mean to all the white people. But this is the thing. I can't even see your grandma being mean though. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. She got stopped by the police. Oh, okay. she had a new car. <laughs> She had a new car and had done steam roofs mm-hmm. and got stopped by the police. They asked her, what was she doing with this car? What? Yes. Asked her, what was she doing with this car? She cussed his ass <laughs> out. <laughs> and my granddaddy had to go downtown and pick her up. What? <laughs> Who got a car? Not granny. Yes, Not it was a brand. She was a Man. And she watched Roots the day I know. <laughs> I know her grandma. She gave him the business. She gave him the business because he stopped her and asked her. But you know what? That's what she why doing. I don't want to get mad. Because I feel like it's going to be that level of. I want to get that mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't want to like, leave me alone. Like, let mm-hmm. me just leave me alone. Have y'all had any bad experiences with the police? Well, I'm, I don't. You, you, not you. Who well, that's you? my two. Well, because you know, she'll get pulled over because she was wearing a turban and she will call me and say, I need your paralegal advice. You sit and you listen to this conversation with the police, but we're going to, we'll let you go last. Anybody else? I haven't had it. I don't think so. Nothing I can think Were of. Were y'all not in the car when we all got pulled over coming from the club? That was just me and you. No. Angie was in the back. I don't remember this. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's when when she pulled into the, uh, we went to Palomino. We went to Palomino. All of us, I was driving. But you was kind of like making like illegal weed. Kind of like, you didn't turn, put your turn signal on getting in the other No, who was giving me, Angelique was in the back giving me directions to turn down Kilbourne. No, turn down Central or Sharon Emmy. And I was getting ready to turn and then was like, no, and turn back. All of us were sitting in the car. Aja, you was in there. Mm-hmm. I think Matu was in the front. Angie was in the back. I'm trying so hard to remember, but it sounds so See? familiar. Well, Y'all don't remember? Don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Because five police cars pulled us over. That's an experience. I think I would have remembered How that. How do you not remember that five police Me. pulled us over? <laughs> <laughs> and they no, walked I'm up to the so car hard. and they had the flashlights on. I swear in my mind I can see it, but I just... Well, I'm never the one to get pulled. I mean, you don't want to go to jail. Don't get pulled over with me because I have a mouth. She does. She and, and I'm been going out to. Of I'm going to say something. Um, may I ask where you're going? Is there somebody that some place I can't go, officer? As long as I'm not going to sell a kilo of cocaine, what do you want? They pulled us over at your house. They pulled us over at my house. Where are you at home? Ask him. They said that my car. They was looking. It was nine police officers. They was all up in Wonderwood. Yes, really. Just came from two thousand. We had just left y'all, and they said it was a white car. And her car is clearly silver. A white car had done something, and we get in my two's driveway, and it's police all up, all up the street, all down the street. Yes. And I'm just looking like, what? What's what's, what's going the problem? On? 
Can I? Yeah. Where are you? Uh, home. Where do you live? Here. Like who just <laughs> rides in my home? The why? Yeah. And then if you said clearly a white car, you could say a white car in the daytime. And, and I, I said that I was like, my car is not white. And he was like, I need to see some ID to make sure this is your house. And you know, Montu had that broken up license. <laughs> <laughs> she had that broken license. Yeah, and she <laughs> together so she could get in the club. And I can't even remember what what he just. That was it. That was, that was but that was, that. that was too All much. It was too much. But after nine yes. eleven, y'all remember I was going through that phase when I swore and I was gonna dread my hair up. So I was wearing a turban like every day, like wearing my hair wrapped up and like just the just the wrap. Like I would literally, a cop would just be riding on the opposite side of the street, see me, bust a U-turn and pull me over. And I used to be like, what in the hell? Like you just gave me a ticket yesterday. We don't know Osama, we thought you was trying to do this. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like ridiculous it was how they racially profile yeah. any and everybody. It was bad. Like to the point the cop was like, I just put you over yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Now, because I was wearing my hair in the turban. Like, I should have just took the damn thing off. Like, I'm growing dreads, officer. And he's like, put it back on. I got pulled <laughs> over over there on Walnut when they were building everything up. Mm -hmm. Got pulled over by the, the state trooper. And he asked me, what was I doing over there? Going and whose house. car? Whose car was I driving? The neon. What? The neon, yes, pulled me over, asked me where was I all the stuff like? hanging from the light? No. Um, you had that silver chain. You had that crap or something. This was in 2008. Dang, what? 2008. <laughs> and he asked me, yeah, he came to the passenger side and was like, where are you going? What are you doing over here? I was like, I live over here. But the thing was, I hadn't switched my ID over from my mama's house. And so he got me. Wrote me a ticket for not changing my address. You should have just went to the ADA and got that shit thrown out. I did. Out. I got it thrown you out. You know, I know. And then they pulled me, <laughs> they pulled me again over there in the neighborhood and said, like, if, you, if anybody comes down my street, you know that everybody parks on the street. So if you're coming to the stop sign, yeah. you can't see what's coming from the left or the right. You yeah. got to pull out. Yeah. I pulled out. They said I was right there in front of the house. I had Taylor in the back seat and everything. They pulled me right in front of the house and asked me where was I going and did my car have insurance? You ran my place already. Stop asking questions you already know. See, that's the type of inaction you're gonna have. I went off. I like, stop went asking me questions off. you know the answer to. Do your job. I'm about to answer. No, I'm not asking the motherfucking thing. What, what? But that's just a You already know. But we talking about Woodville. They think I'm going to ask somebody else why they over here. Why are you over here? You see all these other people over here that look like me. Why Yeah, that was before. Before all of this. So why are you asking me where I'm going? Why are you over here? Right. Right. I want to go back to kind of where we are right now. And I guess as Matu and Corinda, what y'all's experience was with um the protest because I feel I, I don't know anymore what I feel about protesting. I took Layla out there. I wanted her to get something from that. It was my first time being part of a protest. Why you go to a protest? On Saturday. I told y'all I was going. She did. Oh you did. Okay. Um and I wanted to see what it was oh, about and we was out at Romare Beard and we started out there and then we went up towards the government center. Um and while we were at Romare Beard and all I heard was people talk about the pain. Um, of what they were feeling, what we're feeling right now, and not to disregard that and 
not that it was that because everybody's feeling it right now and it, it hurt me it broke my heart i was out there crying but at the same time i was just standing around looking at people that i hadn't seen before and i don't know who any of the people are just i didn't see any leaders out there for me i feel like protesting is good but i'm walking up up and down the street chanting whatever and standing at the parking chanting and saying whatever but I, I feel like I had no direction. Like, what is going to come out of this? And this is what, for me, I need. I need action. This is. I'm. That's the place that I'm stuck in right now. I need something. To, I need to see somebody who's going to direct me and guide me because I don't feel like I'm that leader. Girl, get out of my head. I had this conversation at a cookout, and I had <clears> this <throat> conversation with Ty. That's what we're missing. That's what we're That's why things can't happen yeah, because you had you had your Malcolm, you had your 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 Martin, and everybody was around them. Like I watched Martin Luther King the Third on CNN give this great speech, blah blah blah. But like, where's your leadership? Like, where are you? Where's the NAACP? Right. Yeah, you gather people locally in Charlotte, but where's these mass meetings? Right. Why y'all not NAACP? Uh, the Black Panthers, the New Israelites, all these people, all these powerful forces. Are you behind somebody's boardroom talking, coming up with a plan, an action plan, and then disperse it to your people to say, on this day, this is going to happen. We have too many forms of communication for this shit not to happen. Okay. They did it over a telegram and a piece of mail back in the day. Back in the day. Shit, word oh, of mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or word of mouth, why, or a newspaper article. Why can we not come together? And that's what you say, we are lacking leadership. You got Kevin Hart got something to say, LeBron got something to say, T.I. got something to say. But okay, what are we but doing? What are you doing? Because because I feel like even okay, though I've even, got all of these voices, all of these posts and all of these videos, and for me, I, I don't know, it, this one hit me so, so differently. Yeah. I need to be able to dig into something and do something. Do and something. there's, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't because even know how to, to tell my daughter what to do because I want her right there beside me that we're doing this fight together. But what do you do? But what do you do? Like they say, the, 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 the blackout. Okay, I'm cool with that. Outside of that, what, what else? are we going to do? We need to do something. Collectively, like and monthly even meetings, monthly something. It even irritated me when they said, "Maybe we gotta be our own leaders. Maybe we can start something. We can't always look to people just because they got money a superstar. They have a platform, but within our own community, we can do so. We can at least try to do something." I thought about and I know that you say the other that. day too. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, but I thought about that, and I, I don't know. I guess I think about who I am and what I don't know, what more, what education do I need for us to be able to, I don't feel like I have that impact. I had a friend of mine who, he gathered a bunch of people at his house because, and, and maybe just because it's social media, but it's people in Charlotte who got a heavy following. He brought all those people in the room together. And I think they're going to do like a town hall meeting tomorrow or Friday, but I don't feel like but that's, I have no, that that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like you just gave an example, not that you per se have mm -hmm. to, but you know people like he knew people, you right. get people that might be, you know, have more insight than us or whatever. But I think this has this has to be a, a selfless moment at the same time. Though. Yeah, you can't just because, be thinking about yourself. Because when I say not thinking about yourself, I know myself, me, and that's just being an honest person. I don't have the power to reach masses by right. the movement to take a, a, a hit of an impact. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't, yeah, that's I what don't, I mean. I don't But you know like, people though, so you you might know somebody else that knows somebody you else. You attach yourself to those you, people. Yeah, then I mean, get the word out there. Then too, what we don't do as a community is stand together and unify. So I have an idea 
age you can be like, okay, I'm cool, but I'm gonna put my own little tweak and spin on it. And then you come and you're gonna put your tweak and spin on it. So and so the the, the plan or the message it's is wrong. broken down by the time it reaches because we cannot come up with solidarity. Even something simple on Facebook, post blackout. <laughs> like I don't stand. Facebook is full of shit. People just post senseless shit. I picked the breadcrumb off the floor today. Good Lord, I'm tired. Who gives a shit? Nobody, they just asked you to black out and only post shit concerning relevant to this. And you want to talk about what hole you had come at your house yesterday. Like, who gives a fuck? And they were like, oh, but this is my sense of humor. What's funny about this shit? Not today. Like, take a minute. What's funny about it? Because you as a black man, you could get stopped by the cops tomorrow. We can be having a, I got shot because I reached for my license party for you. So when do we get serious? When? Now is the time. So it's been the time, but like you were saying, fight. But yeah, we need to fight, but we still need a contingency plan. Like what are we going to continue so it won't happen again? You asked us what I was wanting to do at the protest. I was looking at front, okay, now the peaceful part is done. Let's go out to the streets and I'm ready. We to went fight. to downtown. It wasn't a soul. We got that too early. Yeah, it was too early. It was too early. It was like what? What? We went about nine. nine. Yeah, it started getting out so my down there. But when so I say I was ready, like I told my kids before I left the house, I told my mama, this is what it is. Like I'm ready to fight. Not meaning I'm going to go punch a cop in the face, but. At the same time, I'm ready to fight. Where's the action? What are you gonna do? We'll fight what? Something. <laughs> what are you saying? Fight? What are you fighting? Cause they throwing tickets. I know you're ready for your life, okay? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to run for my life. Fight what? I will take that dog bite. I will take that water hose. I'm gonna take that rubber bullet. I'm gonna take that whatever they send to me. You not? I'm not just gonna lay down no more. Fuck you. Listen. My supervisor said your productivity, bitch. My people are dying. I don't give a fuck about your job right now. I can't concentrate. Listen, if you need me to make you a sign, have some bail money, uh, have, some, have some food. Yeah, we all a credit card, debit you know, card, buddy. Watch the kids. <laughs> I'm down for the fight, but just not on the front line. And that's just it. me. I get it. If everybody fights that's in a different way. That's why you need different people. The people, right. Right. Bad people, people, the people don't right. give a damn. That's what the schools come in. have those people who are willing to protest. I, I honestly, I just can't stand there. And I can't walk down the street. Because it felt pointless to me. At some point, I was just like walking. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I kind of got out of my supposed. Well, what the process that we went through, I don't know. We had speakers. They they guided us what we was gonna do. We had we meals. Just talking no, we had like a set of people. I think they organized that because no, they that even had like a no. That was Instagram. You know, that's Friday wasn't you, organized either. To tell you what the next um protest was gonna be at. So mm-hmm. I think I, maybe that particular one might have been organized. I just felt like I was. What was the chance you wanted to say? <laughs> Go ahead. What was the chant you wanted to say? And she added about to get kicked out. What was the chant? Corinda said my chant was a little bit racist. It kind of but was. I said black power. No, black, black is power. It's power. Black is peace. Okay. And when you chanting that around a whole bunch because of white black people. lives matter. Yeah, I understand black is power, but and it's they power. try to help us more. You. So now no. we hit little them. So <laughs> I don't give a fuck. We talking about black is power. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Black is power. And black like we don't is reverse peace. the role. That's what it kind of looks like. So what? Uh, <laughs> you 
somewhere white people were saying white power they said, is peace. Would you? Would you? Feel a certain type of way. And these people they're not being tried to help us. They're not being. So I'm like, oh, we, we said they're that two times. I'm like, I don't think they catch it on with this. Black. You support me? You share with me, bitch. Black power. Black peace. Black is power. Let's get out. Protesting, and he can tell me plenty of stories back in the day with him doing stuff, but it just didn't feel like I was looking for something. I was looking for structure and guidance, and it was just people out there talking again. Not that our pain doesn't mean anything, because I felt it, but I just needed I needed to know that while I was standing there, there there's a plan and action, and that I'm going to go do something. And right now, my I feel powerless. I feel like I can't do. Anything. Well, like I told you already, you are, you are powerful. Don't you ever feel powerless. You are full of power. Okay, sister. Okay, sister soldier. Thank you, boo. You're welcome. <laughs> Love you. Listen, Love when you, you come to me and you talk about voting and you talk about laws and you talk about all that kind of stuff, you got me. But I'm behind y'all 100%. I'm going to fail money. I, I'm behind y'all. Yeah, that's what, that's my that's my part. part. You need me to take it. You need me to give you some money. You need me to help you. You need me to keep the kids. You need me to. I'm on the front line. Y'all, right there. yeah, y'all on the front okay. line. <laughs> right there. I'll be on the front line with guidance. <laughs> <laughs> and I just walk up and down the street. I, I just trying to be at him, but like you said. Leadership. We need some leadership. We're we in our guidance. <laughs> All right. Just so if I get in a coma, you already. already yeah, we already know the field. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't let you got some. <laughs> you got some last minute. All I want to say is that my black people, I love y'all. Yeah, With all my heart. Up. I'm tired. I'm hurting. I don't want to cry, but oh, just just know your inner power and know that we in this fight together, stand in solidarity, and with blackness, we shall win and we will overcome. Okay. MLK Jr. Okay. Anybody got, AJ, you got anything? No, just stay true, man. Stay true. Don't give up. It's not going to be easy. Nothing worth having is easy. So if it don't work today, you got to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. Like, you deserve to have the life that you want. You deserve to be treated with the same respect as other people. So just stay true. Um, I just don't want us to get quiet. It happens all the time, whether it's a black life that's being taken or some explosion, some terrorism happened. We're talking about pray for this person, pray for this city. It's gonna get quiet again. And I and I hope that it doesn't get quiet again. We gotta keep the fight going. We can't let it just, just happen and just go back to our normal day to day. Cause our normal day to day is being black and it's, it's not changing for us. What you got going um, Take a stand, educate those who may not understand. That's all I got. Well, this has been a special episode of Girlfriend Conversations. Y'all can um, 
check us out on our YouTube page. Make sure you like us on Facebook and IG and um, check out our second episode, which we're going to be dropping this Sunday. Thank you. Bye.